Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Chittletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from Denver is Blaze Wabo. Blaze is Healthcare and Financial Services Knowledge Leader for Align. And today we're going to be talking about cyber threats. Obviously, it's a subject of great interest, especially in healthcare these days. Uh, first of all, Blaze, thanks for taking the time out of your day to talk to us. Absolutely, Adam. Thanks for the invite and looking forward to a great conversation. As am I. I mean, this is a, a very troubling topic these days. Now, first of all, how has the cyber threat landscape changed for healthcare since the COVID pandemic? Um, let's start with the risk of bad actors such as hackers. Definitely. Uh, Adam, the, the landscape has, has changed quite a bit from a threat perspective. And uh, uh, obviously, the, the world has not been the same uh, in the last two years since the uh, the COVID pandemic. It's also interesting, Adam, that we're talking about this topic right uh, today is March 24th of 2022, uh, right when the Ukraine war is going on with Russia, and uh, we're even seeing a, a a different landscape from the third perspective there. Um, and, and just two days ago, uh, the, the president issued a warning to all. Um, companies in the United States to protect their infrastructure, right? And he especially highlighted the healthcare space. Uh, so obviously, with the pandemic and the war, the Ukraine war that we're currently dealing with, uh, we see a lot of a lot more people working from home, right? So teleworking has grown over two thousand percent, Adam, um, in, in the last two years, which is an incredible number, right? And specifically to healthcare, um, um, you know, now we we have patients that are, you know talking to their primary care physicians from their home. Uh, obviously, the threat, the, the threat there is very high, right? Depending on what sort of security they have on their network or their Wi-Fi at home and, and, and during the, the session that has been recorded. Uh, so uh, as, as it relates to hackers, uh, the Deloitte Consulting um, Security Report shows that ransomware attacks has increased by over 755% just in 2021. 755 percent and uh, so with ransomware we know that the healthcare industry has been a big target uh so i I think um, the the threat landscape is uh very very different uh, with everybody going remotely yeah well it's certainly we don't see people having the same kind of security on their home networks as they do at, at work now how has it changed on the more innocent human side what are you finding employees are doing wrong inadvertently or carelessly that makes things worse? Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know, Adam, as the saying usually goes, your security is only good as your people, right? People are usually the weakest link. And now with people working from home or primary care physicians talking to their patients uh, with their patients being home or the primary care physician possibly even being, you know, not in a brick and mortar, um, um, medical facility, um, you know, we're talking about things like Wi-Fi, uh, where you're having people that uh, will not have an encrypted Wi-Fi or will, you know, they will keep their default password that came with the, with the, with a router box without changing that, that password. Um, or, you know, today you see people that go to common places like, you know, a Starbucks coffee shop or, um, an airport or a hotel and they're working from a free Wi-Fi without having a VPN that adds an additional layer of security. Um, 
you know, that same report from the Deloitte Consulting uh, uh, Security shows that uh, phishing attacks uh, has increased um, um, significantly, and that uh, typically about 47% of individuals will fall for a phishing attack, right? Which means that now all uh, hackers have to do is just send an email that seems real, but it's fake and uh, try to lure people to click on links that they should not be clicking on. Um, so essentially, that's basically where we are, and people are unfortunately uh, not savvy enough or not prudent enough to uh, think twice before clicking on, on links that they should not click on. And the whole co-working environment, or just, you know, as you said, talking at a Starbucks or a, a uh, airport is just, to me, one of those things that's mystifying. Companies spend so much money investing on security, and it's amazing what you'll see on someone's laptop as you pass by or, or, or over here in a conversation. Now, what should healthcare organizations be doing to ensure that they're remaining in compliance with HIPAA in the current environment? Adam, uh, perfect way to preface that question because you know you raised the, the issue of privacy, right? Uh, we talked about teleworking or somebody working in the public space. You know whether it's their conversation being heard or it's their screen being seen. Uh, now you're dealing with privacy, and the HIPAA law highlights privacy especially, right? It's 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 a section of the whole of the whole law. Um, as it relates to your question, I think what healthcare organizations should be doing is, you know, start with a risk assessment, perform a thorough organizational risk assessment. That includes your third-party providers as well, um, down the supply chain essentially, to ensure that you are number one, identifying all the assets to the company. What assets do we currently have? What are the threats to those assets, right? And then from a risk ranking perspective, what is the probability of that threats, you know, um, um, uh, happen in one of our assets and, and basically rank the risk. Then once you've identified what your risks are by performing a risk assessment, both for your organization and your third party vendors as well, you want to make sure that you're implementing controls to security controls that is to uh, mitigate that risk essentially, right? You want to do things like <clears throat> Uh, making sure that you're encrypting your PHI data or your ePHI data at rest and in transit as well, right? You want to make sure that uh, you're performing efficient awareness training uh, for all your staff. Uh, as we talked about earlier, uh, your people usually are your weakest link, and there's no way to better prepare them than to ensure that you're doing a continuous efficient security awareness training at least once a year is, is my recommendation. Um, and, uh, you know, possibly for some companies out there, after you've done a risk assessment, uh, you have encryption of, of your critical data, in this case, EPHI, address and in transit, you train your employees. You also want to consider, you know, doing something like hiring a third party to do a penetration test uh, to make sure that whatever ad additional gaps you have in your environment, that you know where the holes are and that uh, you are hiring these companies to help you you know, essential for lack of better terms, fix those holes uh, by doing a third party assessment. Now, speaking of assessments and, and working with these third parties, the HIPAA Safe Harbor Act was signed on January 5th, 2021. What did it provide? So President Trump signed uh, the HIPAA Safe Harbor Act, uh, also known as the HR Bill 7898, by the way. Um, essentially, 
that was an amendment to the high tech law okay and uh, the bill provides considerations for any organization that has put together or implemented cybersecurity practice um, for at least one year um, if you do have a breach or an incident um, essentially the, the bill provide provisions for a lower fine or reduced penalty or even a reduced length of compliance inspection from the U.S. Department of Human and Health Services, especially their Office of Civil Rights. Um, you know, as they do their investigation, uh, they might be reduced fine from that perspective or reduced penalties or even re reduce the length of that uh, investigation uh, if you do have a cybersecurity practice in place for at least one year. So I think for organizations out there, that's, you know, an alarm or basically a wake-up call to take cybersecurity uh, seriously because now this law has provisions to essentially protect you if you do have a program in place. And you certainly want to do that. So, so what specifically should healthcare entities be doing to ensure that they can take advantage of these uh, provisions? One thing that the, the HIPAA Safe Harbor Act um, um, uh, is sort of, uh, let's use the word ambiguous, or or maybe loose is the definition of the words cybersecurity practices, right? Uh, there are some definitions in the in the actual bill that defines that, but it's open to interpretation. My recommendation to uh, healthcare organizations, as I mentioned some of them earlier, uh, number one, you want to start with a risk assessment, right? Making sure that you're assessing your organizational risk and your third-party risk as well. Then you know. In addition to that, you also want to make sure that you you are developing policy and procedures uh, to address the HIPAA law. Um, then you want to hire a uh, a designated security officer, um, often known as a CISO, um, or a privacy officer as well to manage your HIPAA program, both from a security and privacy perspective as well. Uh, then you want to perf you want to roll out a robust HIPAA specific training for all your employees. To be taken at least annually and then um, as i mentioned as well earlier um, it's also important to uh, hire a third party to perform a penetration test um, in addition to that you can organizations can do their own internal vulnerability scans periodically uh, but also having an independent party uh, that can identify where the additional gaps in your network are provide your recommendations on how to pat um, and perform patches uh, to uh, to remediate those gaps and maybe perform those uh, remediations for you as well. Um, and then maybe an additional step there is hiring uh, a company that can do an independent uh, security compliance assessment or examination, uh, something like a NIST 800-53 assessment or a HITRS assessment or a SAC2 examination. You know, there are several standards out there that can use the HIPAA compliance law to assess and basically provide assurance that your company is securing the data, uh, essentially EPHI. Well, it seems like those are prudent steps regardless of, of what the law would require to ensure that you're maintaining the safety of all that data. Well, Blaze, thank you for sharing these insights with us today. I wanna to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletaub from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective. <music>